Baptism and the Lord's Supper. Are these important? What are the core biblical truths surrounding the two? How are these two ordinances within the church giving us a picture of the gospel of Christ? These are the questions that James and Daniel will answer in today's episode of the Everyday Ministry Podcast, where everyday ministers get together to discuss everyday ministry. Are we forgotten? Are we alone? Ten thousand captive in iron and stone. Welcome back to another episode of Ministers Minute. This is James White, one of the co-hosts at the Everyday Ministry Podcast. I have the joy of sitting here with Daniel Brown as we're looking at the topic of who's your one again on this week's episode. If you would like to look back on our previous episode with Daniel, we looked at who's your one specifically in the context of evangelism. And this week we'll be looking at it in the context of discipleship. But before we jump into that, Daniel, real briefly, how's everything been going your way? Man, things are going great. Just continuing to stay plugged in and keep chugging along in ministry and uh, keep growing. Awesome, brother. Well, as we get into this conversation, like I said a minute ago, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to the previous one. Some solid stuff you're not going to get in the next four points I'm going to give. But in that episode, what we looked at was when you're looking for that one, you find that person in your life that is far from God. You begin to pray for them. You begin to build relationships and do life with them. And as you're doing that, you pursue gospel-centered conversations with them. Now, as we've looked at that, Daniel, it leads us to the question today of what do you do after your one has come to Christ and salvation? So what happens? What do you do? What? How, how do you move forward in, in this whole process? So the whole idea of having this or asking this question, who is your one and having this focus of my one is to get me thinking evangelistically to get me thinking outside of myself. So that's the first, that's the first step here in this whole process. Now, once my one comes to salvation, James is pretty simple. And I think all of our listeners probably already know the answer to, to this question without me laying it out for them. But, but I'll say it anyways, you find another one, you find another one. That's it. You, you begin praying, okay, God, you know, that was one soul that has now gone from death to life. Praise, praise God. Praise the Lord. Fantastic. Amen. Hallelujah. The kingdom has celebrated and rejoiced. Now what do we do? We find another one. So you start praying again. God, give me another one, one person that I know, or maybe I don't know them currently, but put someone in my life who's far from God. Here's the other thing you do. It's twofold process now. You led somebody to Christ. You brought somebody into the fellowship of believers. And guess what? Now that person that you brought into the fellowship, they are a baby in their faith, which means that now you must become a disciple maker. And for a lot of us, we might be the primary sole disciple maker in that person's life, which means that we have got to become responsible for that person, just like a parent would be responsible for their child. Now, that doesn't mean that you tell that person, hey, come move into the house with me and I'm going to feed you. But it does mean that you are going to do whatever it takes to see that person remain on the path because there's a baby in their faith. They don't know how to walk. They don't know how to read the Bible for themselves. They don't know how to pray. They don't know how to do these things for themselves, which means they need somebody who can show them and teach them how to do these things. Just like a parent teaches a child to 
roll over or to, you know, learn how to take their own steps by themselves, to learn how to read, to learn how to color inside the lines, whatever it is, you are the one who's responsible to teach them. Yes, they come to church. Yes, they have a pastor who is able to help them in that as well. But you in the day to day are going to be their primary point of contact and how to grow in their relationship with, with the Lord. And so you've got to be responsible for that person and, and consider that to be your responsibility. You can't just say, all right, man, welcome in. Good luck. Hope you learn how to swim. No, you, you help them learn how to swim. You're the one who's walking by their side, showing them, teaching them, equipping them, challenging them, pushing them to say like, hey, man, how often are you praying? Well, I didn't know I was supposed to pray. Okay, well, let me help you learn how. And just taking it upon yourself to make disciples of that person. But then here's the cool thing too. As you are now pursuing a new one and, and now you're in discipleship with this one that's that has now come to salvation, the cool thing is, is you get to begin pushing that person from the very first day, pushing that person to start praying for their one. And they might have this thought in their head, well, you know, I don't know how to disciple these people. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, but they, they do know how to share Jesus because they just watched you do it with them. It may have been in one conversation. It may have been over a series of weeks of conversation or months or even years. Um, but they have witnessed you doing that in their life, which means they can do it too. And then what happens is, as the person that they're pursuing begins to ask questions and have thoughts, then your person that you led to salvation can come back to you and the two of you collectively together can work in the life of that person that they're reaching out to. And then maybe that person comes to salvation. Well, now you've got two people that you can begin discipling collectively. And the one that you led to Christ is now leading the other one to Christ and leading the other one in discipleship. James, let me ask you, man. I'll kind of throw a question back at you as we get, begin to wrap this up. What better way can we be encouraged and challenged in our discipleship than to be responsible for someone else's discipleship? Well, I think it definitely brings an accountability aspect to your own walk with Christ when you have this person underneath you that is trying to have that growth and that that fellowship in their lives that you may not be focused on too often. And so I, I think that's uh, crucial. And then not only that, but I think a point that you've made, uh, either you made it here or just in our conversation beforehand, which I love about these Mr. Minute episodes because they generally happen through our con natural conversations. But um, what joy would it be as a, just a church member or a pastor or anything of that nature that you see that person, not only that you've been praying for for weeks or years or months or however long it may be, come to Christ and salvation, and then you have the opportunity to baptize that person? Mm -hmm. What what joy would that be? Yeah. Um, but I do want to throw one more question back at you before we come to a close. Okay. Is how can you, as a youth pastor or myself as a pastor, help? develop the ones that we already have in our churches to making disciples with their one? Well, the first thing that we've got to be willing to do is we've got to be willing to take this challenge on ourselves. Um, we've got to be willing to set the example by doing it in our own lives first. So James, I've got one. Um, he's actually my barber. <laughs> and uh, amongst others, he is the one that I'm really intentionally like, God, please, please, please soften his heart to the conversations that he and I have. And, you know, in all reality, the most of the time that I see him is when I'm sitting in his chair um, getting my hair cut. But every time that we get together, I am coming into that place. I'm coming into his business 
for the purpose of loving Him, showing Him Christ. That doesn't mean that every single time we sit down and talk means it doesn't mean that there's going to be a gospel conversation every time. But I promise you, He's going to know that I love Jesus Christ and that I love Him. And so my congregation has got to see my people, my students, whoever they've got to see that I believe it first. And then as they see me working within that model, that method, that concept, then that's when they're going to begin buying into it as well. Um, Johnny Hunt says it. He says that that evangelism is not taught, it's caught, which means that if they see momentum and success and victory in my own life in evangelism, that's when they're going to believe that they can have that too. Yes. So as the listeners may or may not be able to tell, I think we may throw a picture up of this episode, but Daniel, you can tell by his haircut, goes to the barber a lot because every time I see him, it's something different. <laughs> he keeps me fresh. Uh, and it's fresh. So so we definitely see that he's being intentional in that. And uh, our prayer would be is that you as the listeners would find that that desire and that encouragement to seek that one in your life, not only to pray for and seek the opportunity to share Christ with them, but also to eventually disciple them. And I know it seems so scary sometimes. But before we come to an end, what Daniel's just going to just kind of sum up everything that he said so far, we will take a moment to hear a commercial from the band that provides all of our music for these episodes. Hi, I'm Micah. What's up? This is Royce. Hey, I'm Kirk. And I play bass. (laughs) We are the August Guns. We're a rock band from Des Moines, Iowa. And you'll hear our music featured on the Everyday Ministry Podcast. Check out our first two EPs in our upcoming record, Born Into Noise, on Spotify, iTunes, and the other major streaming platforms. We, through God's grace, have encountered Jesus Christ in His love, and we desire to reflect that love to people through what we do every day. So check us out. All right, we're back. Daniel, thanks again for being on the episode. And as we come to an end, will you just take a few minutes just to sum up everything for us? Yeah, man. And let me let me just add this in there real quick, too. This is not a sum up. This is an addition. The addition here is that as you begin to intentionally pursue your one, what's going to happen is your eyes are going to begin to be opened by the Holy Spirit to see a lot of, a lot more ones in the world that need the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you're going to be begin being more intentional to just simply look for any opportunity and every opportunity to love people for the purpose of having that gospel conversation and sharing Jesus with them. So that's my challenge. Don't just pursue one, pursue everyone, but but keep that focus of your one at the forefront of your mind. That's going to continue to help you remain vigilant in your pursuit of Jesus Christ and in your efforts to share Jesus with other people. So just to recap real fast, uh, once you have seen your one come to salvation, first thing, find another one. Second thing, 
continue to lead the one that you already saw come to salvation and discipleship. Take them under your wing. Be responsible for them. See them grow and become a fully devoted follower of Christ. That's it, man. Just just walking with them in the context of the Christian life one day at a time, one choice at a time, one person at a time. That's it. Well, Daniel, thanks again for being on another episode of Minister's Minutes. We enjoy the episodes that you provide for us. And uh, listeners out there, I know Daniel left you with a challenge, so I'm not going to reiterate it too much, but find that one, share the gospel with them as they come to him in salvation. Begin to teach them how to follow Christ. It's the most important thing that we are called to do as believers. And it's an amazing thing that God would, for whatever reason, decide to use men to accomplish his means, but he does. And so we're thankful for that. Hey, before we wrap this episode up, I just wanted y'all to know that if you want to ask a question or make a statement or just tell me I'm an idiot, you can send us an email at everydayministrypodcast at gmail.com. That's everydayministrypodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to interacting with you guys. We'd like to thank you for listening to today's episode of Minister's Minute, our on-the-go podcast released every second and fourth Monday of the month in which we seek to answer a specific question related to everyday ministry. Additionally, be sure to catch our full-length episodes that release every first and third Monday of the month in which our co-hosts come together to discuss beneficial topics on doctrines and practices for the everyday minister. If you enjoyed today's episode, we encourage you to subscribe and rate the podcast through the podcast catcher of your choice. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and YouTube. Today we pray peace and grace to you through our Lord Jesus Christ and happy ministering.